Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to Love Advice with Leanne. Caller, you're on the air. Uh, hi, Leanne. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> Why, in your professional opinion, do you never take my calls off the air? Is this Carl? Yep, it's Carl. I mean, we had a few dates. Everything was great, I thought. Uh... Well, you know, when you switch to GEICO, you could save a lot of money on car insurance. Okay, awesome. You should call them. I will. GEICO, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL for FanRag Sports, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers, and you can follow every machination of this podcast at LockedOnPackers.com. You can find my work at AcmePackingCompany.com. You can find it at FanRag NFL. And coincidentally, our partnership is with FanRag NFL. So there is there is a wealth of content there for you, NFL-related, not just Packers-related. If you want to read about the Saints, that's there. You want to read about the Lions or the Vikings or the Bears, oh my, that's there too. It is Thursday. That means a scouting report. We will have Josh Katzenstein from the Time-Picayune tomorrow. And we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit more about the New Orleans Saints. And part of the reason for that is, frankly, they're a much more known quantity at this point because we don't know what the offense is going to look like with Brett Hundley. And with all the injuries on the defensive side, who knows how Dom Capers is going to cobble together enough guys to defend the Saints. And and because we don't have a guest today, I want to, I want to deep dive a little bit into the Saints roster and go through some of it as a prep for tomorrow with Josh. The New Orleans Saints are 3-2. and two. They are 8th in what Football Outsiders calls Dave. It is, a, it is a projection like their DVOA projection, which is defense-adjusted value over average. I don't want to get too into the technicalities of, of how the numbers work, but basically what it does is, is it adjusts the success of a team based on the team they're playing, which is a critical thing. And then right now it's building in what Football Outsiders' projection of that team is. And that's also an important part of um, trying to figure out early on with injuries to project forward what a team is going to look like. Now, again, injuries can and does change that, and it, it has obviously changed it with the Green Bay Packers. So let's start on the offensive side of the ball. This is the third best offense in the NFL by DVOA. Eighth in passing, fourth in rushing. They can do both. They are balanced, unlike most teams. And the straw that stirs the drink is Drew Brees. 
He's a future Hall of Famer, one of the best to ever play the position. He is the gold standard of short quarterbacks. Whenever there is a short, non-mobile quarterback, he's, he's compared to Drew Brees, although Drew Brees at Purdue, Big Ten fans will remember, he was quite mobile. He's still, he's still going to move a little bit, but he's not going to run around and, and do things the way that another short quarterback might like Russell Wilson. But interior push in this game is going to be huge because you have to close down passing lanes. Luckily for the Packers, they have arguably the best pair of interior defensive linemen in football. And Kenny Clark and Mike Daniels. Daniels has been a monster since returning. They lived in the Vikings' backfield last week. And so that's going to be enormous in this game. Unfortunately, Green Bay defensively, they're 19th overall in DVOA, 19th against the pass, 18th against the run. This is a below-average defense, though not a terrible defense. And the hope, if you're Green Bay, is when they get healthier, they can play better. The problem for Green Bay is the injury report is once again long on the defensive side. Ahmad Brooks, limited participant. Remember, he did not play against the Vikings. Morgan Burnett, out Wednesday's practice. He is still out with a hamstring issue. Quentin Dial participated on a limited basis. So did Devon House. Kevin King is back, which is crucial. He's going to slide right back into the starting lineup at corner. He's going to play on the outside. He's going to see a lot of Michael Thomas. And Michael Thomas has not been the same player this year that he was as a rookie, which is which is almost unfair to him because he was so outstanding as a rookie. One of the not just one of the best rookie receivers in football, one of the best receivers in football last season. Full stop. 92 catches over 1,100 yards and nine touchdowns as a rookie. He was really, really good, and has just been just been good this year. I don't want to. I don't want to call him a bad player. He's obviously not. He's not even an average player. He is still a good player. But he hasn't been the kind of difference maker that I think the Saints thought he would be, especially in year two. But that's not it for the injuries on the defensive side. Nick Perry is still limited in practice with the hand injury and add a knee injury. Lindsey Pipkins, who came in and played well, I, I, I pointed him out on Monday. He's going through the concussion protocol. That was not something that they had announced. Demarius Randall was limited with a hamstring, something he, he was dealing with late in the Vikings game. We don't know how serious that is at this point. So that means Green Bay has two healthy corners right now, Josh Hawkins and Kevin King. That's a problem against the Drew Brees offense. Now the good news for Green Bay is none of these receivers, Ted Ginn is a speed guy almost exclusively. Willie Sneed is a nice slot player with some speed, but he's not going to... He's not going to suddenly throw up a 12-catch, 145-yard, two-touchdown kind of day. Probably. This Green Bay defense has forced teams to drive the ball. They have not given up the big play. And Ginn, in particular, is a big play threat. He, he thrives on big plays. He's not a possession receiver. So if Green Bay can limit the big plays in this game or mitigate them altogether... That is going to go a long way in stopping a Drew Brees-led offense. Here's the problem. The Saints are number one in adjusted sack rate. They've only given up four sacks all season. And relative to the amount of passing they do, that is, that is crazy. That is ridiculous, especially for an offensive line that their best player, Taron Armstead, is dealing with a shoulder injury. He's still, he's still not 100%. He missed the first four games of the season with that injury. Andrus Pete at guard is not a great player. He's really playing out of position there. 
Max Unger, who's been a good player in the league for for a long time, has has had a sub-power 2017. And Larry Warford, he hasn't been great. Ryan Ramchick, the rookie, the Badger fans will recognize that name. He's been solid for them at right tackle, and this offensive line has played well. But but really, the difference is, is Drew Brees. He's the reason that that adjusted sack rate is so low, because he gets the ball out quick. And so it's going to be incumbent on the Packers to tackle well in this game. That is going to be so critical. They have to tackle. There is no matchup tight end issues here. Josh Hill is not that guy. Kobe Fleener is supposed to be that guy, and he's not. And so there's nowhere you look up and down this roster. If you look at the the two deep, you go, well, where where's the huge advantage New Orleans has on Green Bay? And there isn't one. The, 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 the only place is that Sean Payton is one of the best offensive minds in football. Drew Brees is one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. And the Packers have an inexperienced defense. The weaknesses are macro level. They're, they're 30,000 foot view level issues. But on a, one, on a one-on-one basis, it's hard to look at, at a particular matchup and say, well, New Orleans has a huge advantage here. Now, one thing I, I should highlight is Alvin Kamara, the rookie from Tennessee, who was a part-time player at Tennessee, but has come in and been, he's been a part-time player for New Orleans, but has been incredible in part-time duty. Green Bay is 22nd in defensive DVOA against number one receivers, which isn't great. It's not the worst. But they're 10th against number twos and 10th against all other receivers. They've defended the so-called other guys really well this year, which seems counterintuitive to all the shuffling they've done at corner over the course of the season. But they're 27th against running backs, and Alvin Kamara is a threat in the passing game. They will split him out wide. They will use him in a variety of ways. You heard Mike Triplett say it yesterday. He is in the Darren Sproles mode in that he can do a lot of different kinds of things. He's not ideally sized to be a lead back, but he can he can hurt you. I thought Josh Jones played extremely well last week in coverage. He has He has been a little bit absent since the Bengals game, but he played... Kyle Rudolph extremely well in coverage, made some nice plays. He looked comfortable in man coverage against a tight end. I think you're going to see Josh Jones in the game a lot when Alvin Kamara is in the game, and I think part of his responsibilities is going to be shadowing Alvin Kamara. And and look, Blake Martinez is playing as well as any linebacker in football, so that helps the Packers out a great deal. The line in this game is Saints five and minus 5.5 five and on the road. I told Mike Triple yesterday I thought that was too much. If Aaron Rodgers plays in this game, it's probably Packers minus 6. So to have a swing that large just doesn't make any sense to me. And I'm going to get into why a little bit later. But if you are going to bet on this game, I like the Packers at home as the as the home underdog. But if you're going to bet, you should bet at mybookie.ag. If you use the promo code LOCKDOWN, you can get up to a 100% deposit bonus, which is obviously huge. But there are so many shady sites out there. Don't get duped. MyBookie.ag has a rock-solid reputation. They do 100% cash bonuses right off the bat, so you're making money for doing nothing, and they have the fastest payouts in as little as two business days. They also have live in-game betting, a great mobile site, and you can get bets right from your couch. It's no different than betting in a casino, but you can do it from your smartphone. Trust me, go to MyBookie.ag to place your bets, and tell them I sent you by using the promo code LOCKEDON for a cash deposit bonus. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom 
And to show your support for this podcast, use code BOOM to get $30 off your first month. That's BOOM. Talkspace.com slash BOOM. B-O-O-M. And I will tell you, I, I, I mentioned this a lot early on uh, when I took over the podcast. If you are looking to advertise to men in particular, although I will say the demographics of this podcast in my mind, have improved since I took over. When I took it over, it was 100% male listenership. We have cut into that by about 5%. I know that doesn't seem like a big number, but 11, 12,000 weekly listens, that's, that's, that's not a drop in the bucket. That is, that is a pretty big number. We still have some spots left for this month, some spots for next month, but we are running out. You, you hear me do reads. You hear the ads. We're happy about the sponsors. We do have, we are always looking for more and our rates are reasonable. So email me at peter underscore Bukowski at yahoo.com if you want to advertise on this podcast. And you should. You have a great business. People should know about it. People should want to use your service. They should want to buy your goods. Whatever it is, I can help. Especially if your target audience is men 18 to 44. And who wouldn't want to target that audience? All right, let's flip to the other side of the ball. I talked to Bucky Brooks yesterday. And there's a, I have a big story out on Acme Packing Company today. I break down in depth. If you listened yesterday, you got you got a preview of it, of what Brett Hundley does well, what he still has to work on, and what this offense could look like with him at the helm. And and basically, what I found was a lot of the core principles in this offense, a lot of the core concepts, can stay the same because Brett Hundley can execute the kinds of things you have to do for this offense to be successful. He is not going to be Aaron Rodgers. We know that. But Bucky Brooks, who's an analyst now at NFL Media but was a, a Packers player in the mid-90s, was an NFL scout, he told me he thought Hunley was going to play well and certainly better than people expect because Mike McCarthy is going to have a plan for him. And Yogi Roth, who used to be a coach at USC, works with the Elite 11 quarterbacks. Google Elite 11 if you don't know what that is. It's a very cool prep program that they, that they put together to try and coach these kids up to get them prepared for the college and ultimately the NFL level. But he said he thinks, and I'm quoting here, he said he thinks Brett Hundley is going to ball out. He said he thinks Brett Hundley is going to ball out. Now, I'm not, I'm not ready to predict ball out. But after looking at the, at the film, watching every throw, I think he can play well in this offense. Now, that's assuming the offense can get healthy. Again, their injury report doesn't look great. Brian Bulaga is working through concussion protocol. He did practice on a limited basis Wednesday. Lane Taylor out with the ankle. We assume he's not going to play this week. That means Justin McCray, or as I like to call him, Google McCray, is probably going to play. He was not terrible against Minnesota, I will say. And then David Bakhtiari, again, limited with the hamstring. But he, limited means he practiced. So we'll get closer to, to, to knowing what's going on on Friday. That podcast may drop Saturday, depending on when the when the injury reports come out and, and, uh, and when we can get that together. But right now... We just don't know what the offensive line is going to look like. They were playing at the end of the game with Ulrich John and and guys you, you know who weren't on the team a couple weeks ago. And Brett Hundley, by the way, was still out there slinging it. But let's talk a little bit more about this New Orleans defense. They're 15th in defensive DVOA, and that is after the first few weeks just getting destroyed. P.J. Williams, especially at corner, was getting torched. They put in Ken Crawley, an undrafted free agent from Colorado. He's 24 years old, and he's been great. The rookie, Marshawn Lattimore, I talked about it with Mike Triplett yesterday. He had a pick six last week against Matthew Stafford. He is a lockdown corner. 
sooner rather than later, we're going to talk about him as one of the best, if not the best, corner in football. I'm not joking. I'm not exaggerating. He is seriously that talented. There are two rookie starters in this backfield, though. Lattimore and safety Marcus Williams. And Green Bay, Triplett said this yesterday, Green Bay is easily the most talented offense that they have faced in terms of skill positions since New England. And probably as a group of receivers, Green Bay's is more talented. New England has Gronk and Brandon Cooks, but the rest of their receivers, Chris Hogan, you, you could make the case either way. If they're not the most talented, they're the second most talented. Okay. Glad we parsed that. How good is this secondary? We don't know. We will find out. And and for the record, Bucky Brooks thinks New Orleans will attack. This was the question yesterday with Mike Triplett. Will they will the will the defense attack or will they play coverage? Bucky thinks they're going to attack. But when they attack, that means one-on-one matchups on the outside. That means potentially opening up the door for big plays. Now, interestingly, Bucky suggested, and this is in the article that I wrote today for Acme Packing Company, shameless plug again, that this offense is going to open up. You spread everyone out. You go four wide, five wide, go to empty. Because you make the defense declare. It's much harder to disguise what you're doing defensively if all of the receivers that are eventually going to be in the route are just out already. Because if you get too cute with your disguise, someone's uncovered off the jump. Ball comes out, and now you're in trouble. It's one of the reasons why this college concept has has been adapted so broadly in the NFL. It's why you saw, I mean, initially I was surprised to see it, to see them go empty early on with Brett Hundley against Minnesota. But the more I thought about it, and then after talking with Bucky, this is a way to make it easier on your quarterback. He can see what's going on before the snap. It seems like it would be more complicated. But a given route, even if you just play with three wide receivers and a tight end, that's going to be four routes probably, and then the, the running back's going to have something. So it's not that different. It just seems different. If you, drew, if you drew it up, it might seem more complicated, but it's actually simplifying the concepts because Brett Hundley is going to know what the defense is doing before they have to go do it. And for a young quarterback, that is critical. Yogi Roth called it knowing the answers. You have to know where your answers are. You have to know where your hot reads are. You have to know if the blitz is coming, this is where the ball has to go. And Brett Hundley in year three, if Mike is as good as we think he is with quarterbacks, Brett Hundley should be able to do that. I mean, we saw it. This, this offense, when, when Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone the last time, this offense was a disaster for three weeks before Matt Flynn showed up. And then it was okay. And you may remember, they used a lot of spread with Matt Flynn as well. But Brett Hundley actually has an NFL arm. He actually has athleticism. Yogi reminded me that Brett Hundley's first offensive play in college, his first play of the season, first play of his college career, he goes 73 yards on a read option for 640. Big kid, strong kid. I'm excited to see him play. I was telling my editor at Acme Packing Company, one of the reasons why I got so into all the Brett Hundley stuff was it was so exciting to have something new to talk about. So much of what we see with the Packers, with Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is amazing. And you sort of get desensitized to it. And you know that your offensive tackles, if it's Bach and Bulaga, are going to be great. And you know McCarthy is going to be Coach Mack. And Jordy is Jordy. And... And Randall Cobb is going to do his thing when he's healthy, but he's not. And, and so some, so much of it is, and the defense is going to be disappointing, ultimately. So much of it is the same. Year in and year out. That it was so refreshing to have something so different. 
And I understand that's the glass half full element of it. And that is that, you know, the professional element of it for me. Obviously, I'm not excited that Brett Hundley is going to start and Aaron Rodgers isn't. But it was it was exciting, the mystery of it. What is this going to look like? What are we going to see? How is he going to play? What happens if he's terrible? What happens if he's great? There's so much unknown. One thing is for sure, he's going to have to deal with Jordan Cameron, who's one of the best edge rushers in the game right now. Sheldon Rankins is a young player out of Louisville. An excellent interior player can create pass rush. His front four is good. Tenth in adjusted sack rate. They're 11th against the pass. It's a good It's a good pass defense. Now they're 24th against the run. You can move the line of scrimmage on them. And so that's something that, that if you're Green Bay, you need to establish that because they're going to want to go to play action. They're going to want to take some shots. The other weakness on this team is at safety. Kenny Vaccaro has had some good seasons in, in New Orleans. This year has not been one of them. And Von Bell, who they use a nickel, much like Green Bay goes to nickel and they bring in a safety instead of another corner. They'll put Vaccaro in the slot. They'll put Bell in the slot. Neither are particularly adept. So that could mean Jordy Nelson in the slot has a big day. That could mean Randall Cobb has a big day. I expect they'll try and scheme up some some of those little makeshift receiver screens where the inside receiver out of out of a three receiver set, they have two receivers on the outside go and block. The inside receiver runs a little out. You get the ball out and it's and it's basically a screenplay. You're going to see a lot of those. I think especially if New Orleans blitzes, you're going to see a lot of traditional screens. McCarthy was pissed about the screen game against Minnesota. They are going to drill that. They are going to work it. It's going to be a point of emphasis this week, and they're going to hit one this week. I promise you they will hit one this week because the Saints are going to be aggressive, and McCarthy is going to dial it up at just the right time, and it's going to be a big play. That's that's going to be the thing this week. They are going to have opportunities. This defense has been playing well against some mediocre offenses, mediocre to bad. The Lions have a bad offense. I know Matthew Stafford has a big arm, but this that offense is bad. Or it has been bad this year. There are going to be opportunities against this defense to create big plays. Can Brett Hundley make the throws? Can the offensive line give him time? And can they block in the run game? The margin for error has now vanished. Martellus Bennett cannot be dropping passes. Offensive linemen cannot miss assignments. Brett Hundley cannot miss adjustments and protection calls. You have to get the play in quickly so they don't have to burn timeouts. Aaron Rodgers covers a lot of flaws. And this is going to test the medal of Mike McCarthy. And I'm excited to watch it. I really am. I think it's going to be great. It's going to be, it's going to be great television no matter what. It's going to be fascinating. All right, we've got Josh Katzenstein from the Times-Picayune tomorrow to talk more New Orleans Saints. I don't know what else you need. We just talked about the whole team. But we're going to get more talk. We're going to, I'll intro it like I normally do with the guest, and we'll, we'll break down some of the injuries and where we stand. And then it'll be almost game time. You won't have any more waiting to do. This Thursday edition of Locked on Packers was brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Get into all the action with MyBookie.ag, where they'll match your deposit up to 100% when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. And another reminder about our Pro Football Focus Edge giveaway. All you have to do to enter is rate the podcast, and in your review, which you have to leave, put your name and your Twitter handle. And each week, we're going to pick a, pick a winner to win a Pro Football Focus Edge subscription. Player grades, data, data, data. Fantasy football tools, draft tools, it's all there. All you have to do to enter, name, Twitter handle, review. 
It's easy. And if you want to be like mybookie.ag or any of the pre-recorded sponsors that you hear on this podcast, email me. Rates are reasonable. I encourage you to go to acmepackingcompany.com and read the Brett Hundley piece that I did today. It is a deep, deep dive. There's gifts. There's quotes. There's all kinds of information in there. I've told you before that I want you to to be prepared for what you're going to see to break down what you've seen. That is at the essence of what this piece is. I want you to know what to expect from Brett Hundley. And I wanted to know for myself. And it was fun for me. Are you excited yet? I'm excited. Can you tell I'm excited? I'm excited. Let's do this. Is it Sunday yet? No, it's not. Which means you have to stay locked on Packers. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst.